0: Remember that God hath set in the church some apostles, teachers, prophets, evangelists, and so forth gifts of healing, and diverse kinds of gifts that God has put in the church for the perfecting of the body of Christ. I believe we're living in the shadows of the coming, as I say again. I believe that this light fell in the eastern country on the day of Pentecost, when there was great. Moving amongst the Jewish people at the first, when the Holy Spirit was first poured out on the eastern people, the prophet said there would be a day that would not be day nor night, kind of a, a dismal day, kind of cloudy. But in the evening, he said there would be light. And the same light that shined on the Jews in the Orient, in the eastern country, in the beginning, We've come to a day that they've denied the gifts of God, the power of God, yet there's enough light to believe that there was a God and Christ was his son, and we've accepted it and joined churches and built great schools and so forth, which is to be appreciated. But friends, the light shone on the eastern people. We are the western people, and the prophet said it'll be light in the evening time. I believe we're in the evening. And the same sun that shined on the Jews in the eastern country is shining on the Gentiles in the last days in the western country, just before the setting of the sun. You might differ with that, but let's come out this week. Let's get our hearts together, lay down our little differences. Let's come out now and just look right straight in the face of God and say, God, I am not here to criticize. I am here to learn of Thee and teach me, O Lord. And... If any man likes wisdom, let him ask of God who can give it, and I believe that God will will show himself to you and make himself known. Now, divine healing, teaching it, Tommy Osborne, Tommy Hicks, O Roberts, many of the other teachers across the world, and Mr. Bosworth, F.F. F. Bosworth, who's one of my field managers, they're great scholars on the Scripture. And they're a taught man, learned man. And they can take the Scripture and pass Satan in such a place so he just can't get out of it, that's all. I might not be able to do that. I was raised of a poor parent. My education is very limited. But when I was born in a little mountain cabin in Kentucky, there was something happened. A light came in the room. And that light has followed me all the days of my life. My people before me, Catholic, And my father and mother didn't attend church at all. I never was in a church house since the day I was, well, I suppose about eight days old or ten when my mother took take me up to the old Southern Baptist church up there for our Sunday school and I was dedicated to the Lord. And from that time, I suppose the next time I was in church, I was about 23 years old. But all down through life there kept these something happened like visions. I'd see things. It foretell me things was coming to pass. My ministering brethren seemed to tell me after I was converted years later that it was a devil. And I, it scared me because I'm sure, friends, I want to go to heaven the same as you want to go to heaven. I love the Lord like you love the Lord. And I don't want to be wrong. I want to be right. I'd rather just quit and walk away and... And uh, to try to misrepresent anything willfully. I want to be honest. I want to be truthful. I want to be your brother. Uh, and I want God's blessing on what I do. And then one night alone he spoke to me. It's all written in the book here. They'll have it in a night or two if they haven't got it tonight. And if you'd like to question any of it, any officials of the city, where I come from, or anyone, the churches or so forth, call them up at Mike's And you'll see that it's true. Now, tonight, being it's the beginning night, and everyone comes out, and just about one-tenth of the people's ever been in a meeting before, it becomes a place, no matter what I would talk about, first thing, we ought to place this on the Scripture. Have a little meeting tonight and tomorrow night we'll gather again if God willing and continue on. And as you, if you don't understand, you just promise that this, that you'll keep coming, looking into it, studying the scriptures, bring your pencil and paper, run the scriptures down, stand the afternoon services so we can understand what it means to be healed. I believe that healing is in the atonement. That it was included when Isaiah said, We was wounded for our transgressions with his stripes we were healed. When Jesus died at Calvary, he saved every sinner that ever was. But it will never do you no good until you personally accept it as your personal Savior. And he healed every sick person that was ever be sick. But it will never do you no good until you accept it as your own personal property. He was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we were healed. It's all past sins. All God can do for you he's already did when He, Jesus died for to reconcile sinners and back to Christ at Calvary. Now that's the gospel, friends, as clear as I know it. Now, it's the individual. Now, maybe you say, well, what's the use of preaching? That's what a minister's for. God sent preachers to preach the Word. When you hear it, Search it. See it's the truth. Accept it. Now, the preacher doesn't save you. His message doesn't save you. Your personal faith in a risen Lord Jesus is what saves you. No matter how much you'd cry, how loud you would holler, how much you would take on, it'll never save you until you believe it with all your heart and stand up and confess it. For he's the high priest of our confession, Hebrews 3, our, what we confess, He's the high priest to make intercessions upon what we confess is the truth. Anything that was included in the atonement is the personal property of every believer. When a man gets saved or a woman, boy or girl, God gives him a checkbook as it was with Jesus' name at the bottom of every check for any redemptive blessing that Jesus died for. It's your personal property. Don't be afraid to fill it out. The bank of heaven will recognize it. Jesus said, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, that I'll do. The unlimited, unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ in that promise. Now, but before you can do it now, if God does that, then he sends people into the church, such as preachers, teachers, evangelists, gifts of healing. Don't mean the man now can heal you. It means that he has faith in what he's talking about and proves it by the Bible. After that, there's prophets, that's seers. All those gifts are without repentance. They, God sets that office gifts are sent by God, full ordained of God. And they're set into the church. They're born in you. And traits are born in you when you come to this world. You just find your position, go on with Christ. And all those things are in the kingdom of God. And all of it's for the perfecting of the church and to bring it together. Now, I wish to read just a little scripture here out of the Bible because my words are a man, God's words are eternal, and will never fail. And we'll try to pray for some sick people. I see they got a group lined up here. And so I uh, will speak to you just a moment on the scripture, and then we'll pray for the sick. How many in here ever knew Congressman Upshaw? Wasn't he the congressman here in Georgia? Well, you remember it was Congressman Upshaw who was... And I've seen the vision over Mr. Upshaw, never seen him in my life, when he was rolled in that place like, something like this in California, and I've seen him playing on that haystack where he fell and hurt his back and so forth, and seen him in a few minutes going by, tipping his hat like that, I said, well, Congressman, uh, you're healed, Jesus Christ makes you well. And away went, crutches, wheelchair, and he walked until God take him home, touching his toes and so forth. Over in the book of Jude now for a little word, and let's study closely together for about fifteen minutes. In the third verse we read this, Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And then, as a text tonight, I want to use Hebrews thirteen eight. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Shall we bow our heads again just a moment? Heavenly Father, now this lovely people who's gathered here, this great sunshine state of Georgia, we've heard much of their faith, how it's come abroad through the country, how the people are humble and how they love you and worship you. And since being in this city, different businessmen and so forth, calling and talking about the meeting, we pray that you'll shake this city and this country with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. May every church that's in this community receive an old-fashioned revival, just shaking them, Lord, and sinners repenting and coming to thee. Help thou me, Lord, thy unprofitable servant. For I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Now, on the scripture reading tonight, and if you wish to mark down the little little text as we try to bring the context to you, on Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, Jude, about 30 years or more after the Pentecost, was writing to the church that, and exhorting them that they should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. I might ask my Baptist brethren sitting here, What about that for the Baptist church? he said, say, That's what we're contending for. I'd say to the Church of God, brethren, What about that? That's what we're contending for. The Pentecostal brethren, What about that? That's what we're contending for. And uh, the Presbyterian Methodist, or whatever, everyone said, that's what we're contending for. And I believe it. I believe it. Now, there is—people said to me not long ago, someone said, well, Brother Branham, that's against my faith. I said, what kind of faith do you have? See? Against my faith there's only one faith—one Lord, one baptism. One God. Now, if the Scripture said that he exhorted to earnestly contend for the faith, not a faith, the faith that was once delivered to the saints, and each one of us wants to say that our church does that, the only way to be positive sure of this not church is to go back and see what kind of a faith that they had to contend for. And then we should earnestly contend for that type of faith. Don't you believe it? Contend for that faith. Now, we would have to go back then to the beginning of the New Testament, for they were called saints in the New Testament. And the first opening of the New Testament was John the Baptist. And he preached the message saying only this, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So repentance would be part of the faith that was delivered to the saints. But John spoke saying that there's coming one who will be the instructor, and when Jesus came to John after his baptism. Then the disciples and all began to follow Jesus, and people went after Jesus. John said, I must decrease, he must increase. Now Jesus was the one who introduced the faith, the Christian faith, to the Christian church. And he was the beginning of the Christian faith. Now notice closely, as we search reverently, we will have to see what he did, and the life he lived, and the things he taught, and what he taught he handed down to the disciples. And after about two rounds of them, then Jude sent back and said, Now wait a minute, you're getting off the line. Let's go back and contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints at the beginning, way back when they first started. They were getting off the beaten path. So if we can see what they had at the beginning, then we'll know what to contend for now. Jesus wasn't a, didn't claim to be a great person. He was a very humble man. He didn't dress any different from any other man. He didn't dress like one of the scribes or the priests. He walked out in and out among men, and they didn't know him. He looked like other men. We never have any record of the Scripture where he ever was learned it in school books. Yet he had more wisdom than any man ever lived on earth, because he was both God and man. But we don't find him where he had any schooling, as said in the Scriptures. And we do not see him going around bragging about what he was. He didn't make any statements that said he was a healer. <clears throat> Pardon me. Jesus never said he was a healer. Very much contrary. He said that he was not a healer. He said, it's not me that doeth the works, it's my Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. So you see what type of person he was? What if he was here on earth tonight, where would you find him? You would find him any place he'd be welcomed. He went about among the poor. The ecclesiastics of that day refused him. He had a contrary doctrine to what they had been taught, yet his doctrine was purely scriptural. I want you to hold that now just for a little bit. What? It was scriptural. Every word that he said was scripture itself. Not one time did he break any scriptures, but fulfilled just exactly. But their way of teaching it was contrary to what it really was. I wonder sometimes, after 1900 years, if we haven't strayed a little bit from the past, got just a little bit off of the past. If we have, let's come back now and look at it just a little bit. Now, when he was sure he was baptized of John, then he bare record seeing the Holy Spirit descending like a dove went up on him, he went into the wilderness and fasted for 40 days and i come out preaching the gospel. And all the regions around about gathered to him and he prayed for the sick and they were healed. Great signs and wonders began to follow him. Now as a preacher, I don't think that Jesus was a great, outstanding, forceful preacher. John the Baptist was the preacher, but he'd done no signs at all. He never performed a miracle. But Jesus come by, not preaching so forcefully as John, but there were signs and wonders accompanying him. He said, if you can't believe me, believe the works that I do. If you can't believe me, believe the vindication that the Father has given to me, for the works that I do, the same testify that the Father has sent me. What a statement. Think of it, the works that I do testify that the Father has sent me. Man can make any kind of a statement, but if God don't back that statement up, you've got a right to say it's wrong. But when God comes around and confirms that statement to be the truth, then it's sin to disbelieve it. For what is sin? Sin is one thing, unbelief. That's right. You couldn't say, how much of that is night? It's all night. in daytime, you couldn't say, just this much is day, it's all day. Jesus said, he that believeth not is condemned already. Faith in God and unbelief, that's the two things, one is sin and the other is salvation. Now, I think Nicodemus well expressed, those Pharisees in those days. When he came to Jesus night, think of it, a man, a great scholarly sage, learned, polished, came to a man without a diploma. The old and learned came to the youth and said, Rabbi, or reverend, master, teacher, we know that thou art a teacher comes from God. For no man could do the things that you do, unless God was with him. That's pretty close, isn't it? We know, who, who's we? The, the Pharisees, the teachers of that day. We know that thou art a teacher come from God, because no man can do the miracles that thou does, except God be with him. That was the Pharisees' statement about Jesus. You see it? Notice, now, let's see what the church was. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, he said, Ye man of Israel, otherwise you should have known this. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you, not by his great theological teachings, not by his eloquent speech. Not for some seminary that he come out of, the papers that he packed. But you should have known him, you man of Israel. You should have known this Jesus of Nazareth. For God was with him, by signs and wonders and miracles, which he did in your midst. What a rebuke to the people that had let that pass by them without recognizing it. Now, let's find out what kind of miracles Jesus did. Now, he wasn't one that went around and said, Bring me this crippled man, and I'll heal him. He never said that. Today, if they talk about divine healing, they say, Bring, let me take this guy over, and let's see if that divine healer can heal him. I'll believe it. Brother, do you realize the Spirit that's on you is the same ones that come off the cross, and we'll believe you. the same doubting spirit. But when Jesus started in his ministry, let's just follow him a few moments now and see what he did. When Jesus of Nazareth began his ministry, the first thing, the fishermen began to come up and listen to him, and one got converted by the name of Philip. And Philip, as quick as he was converted, went to hunt his partner, Nathaniel. That's a real good sign of conversion, isn't it? went to find Nathanael. And when he found him, he said, Come, go with me. For I have found he who is spoken of by Moses and the prophet, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael, a righteous, good man, very dignified, orthodox, Pharisee, said, Now, just a minute. Said, Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? And he gave him a very good answer. said, Come and see. That's the best way to find out. Come find out for yourself. Said, Come and see. Well, here goes Nathaniel and Philip on the road over, and they come up into the prayer line, perhaps where Jesus was gathering around praying for the sick or whatever it was. And when they walked up into the audience, Jesus looked out upon the audience, seen Philip coming with Nathaniel, and he said, Behold an Israelite, in whom there is no God." My, that was shocking to that man. What if it would be in America like that tonight? you know what they'd say? That's mental telepathy. That man's a mind reader. They said the same thing in that day. But Nathaniel said, "'Rabbi, how did you know me? How do you know who I am? You've never seen me before." How do you know me? He said, Before Philip called you when you was under the tree, I saw you. He never questioned it any longer. He said, Thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Jesus turned him about and said, Because I told you where you were at before you come to the meeting, you believe me now, you'll see greater things than this if you can believe that. That was Jesus of yesterday. It should be Jesus of today. If he is risen from the dead, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Philip went and found Andrew. Andrew went and got Peter. Peter came up to where Jesus was. He turned around and looked at him, and he told him who he was. He said, I'm going to change your name. Go to call you a little stone now. Note who he was. I can imagine how Peter would say, Well, how did he know who I was? Well, he never saw me in his life. So how would he know me? Kind of strange. There was a woman one day who was going through a crowd. Jesus of crowds is all putting their arms around him and trying to get near him. And as a woman pressed to the crowd, having a blood issue for many years, spent all she had with the doctors, they could do her no good, and she touched his garment, went on off out in the crowd and hid herself. Jesus stopped. Listen, here it is. Jesus stopped and turned him about and said, Who touched me? While the apostle said, Well, Lord, why ask a question like that? The whole crowd's touching you." He said, But I got weak. Virtue went for somebody touched me. And he looked around over the crowd, till he looked till he found her. And he settled down. He said, Thy faith has healed thee. That old blood issue is staunched right now. That was Jesus yesterday. That's Jesus today. Thy faith has saved thee. Up along— one day he had to go by the way of Samaria. I wonder why. From Jerusalem he's going to Jericho straight path, but he went up around the hilly country, up to Samaria. And when he went up there, he was sitting on the well, and he sent his disciples away. And a woman of Samaria come out. I don't know why she'd come at this time of day, around noon between 11 and 12 o'clock, whether she'd been out all night and just getting up, or whether… Or the better class of people wouldn't let her come while they were getting water from the well? That I couldn't say. But when she came out, Jesus, sitting over against the wall, he said, Woman, bring me a drink. Watch, it's a conversation now. Wonder why. I listened. She said, Well, it's not customary for you, a Jew, to ask me a Samaritan such a thing. Then he, in the course, he said, But if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink, and I'd bring you water, you wouldn't come here to draw. Well, she said, The whale's deep. Now, he was carrying a conversation with her for some purpose. Now, this is not Scripture. This is my opinion, what I think. By seeing him move the same way today, he was contacting her spirit. See, she was a woman. The Father had told him to go up there. And he just waited till the woman come. Then he had to wait to contact her spirit. Then he said, went ahead and talked to her till he found her spirit. And when he did, he said, "Go get your husband." Went right straight to her trouble. Go get your husband. She said, "I have no husband." Said, "That's right. You got five, and the one you have now is not your husband." In that thou saidst well. Why she said. I perceive that you are a prophet." Now, here it is, audience. Listen close. Listen to what that Samaritan woman said, being half Jew and Gentile. She said, "'I know that when Messiah cometh he'll do these things. He'll tell us all things when Messiah cometh." What was it? The very sign of Messiah. Not mental telepathy. Not a fortune teller or a devil working person out there. Sure, the devil has his counterfeits. But everything the devil's got, he made it off of something God had. Did you notice it? She said, I know when, I don't know who you are. You must be a prophet. But I know when Messiah cometh, he'll tell us these things. He said, I am he that speaks to you. And she left the water pot and went to the city and said, Come see a man who told me all I ever did. Isn't this the very crime?" Now, he never told her all things, he just told her that one thing. But he could have told her more, as the Father would have showed him. Look at him and say, Did he heal everybody? No, sir, Jesus didn't heal everybody when he was here on earth. How many of you think died while he was here? He raised three as a witness. Mouth of two, three witnesses, every word be established. He passed by many, many, many sick people, crippled people, blind, afflicted, and never healed him. Do you know that? Let's take him down in St. John 5. He passes through the Pool of Bethesda, or were five porches—it's a big place. The Bible said great multitudes of people—now, it takes 2,000 to make a multitude in the Eastern language—and multitudes of people lay there, important people. Lame, blind, halt, and withered. And here comes Jesus by just after the woman had touched his garment. His whole garments flowing full of virtues. It was virtue to them that believed it was there. The Roman smote him in the face and spit in his face couldn't feel any virtue. But it was that woman's reverence and respect, believing that God sent him and he was the Son of God. It was virtue to her. He'll be virtue tonight to you if you'll come to him reverently and say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you're just the same tonight. The same virtue's flowing tonight, yet behind it a blood sacrifice of full pay of redemption. There he was. And she passes by. He went on... After she'd touched his garment, he went down through the Pool of Bethesda, there lay great multitudes now—listen to what kind of people—lame, blind, withered, hoss. Just think of that. And here he comes, Son of God, full of virtue, and there was a great—yes, that's dramatizing—said withered. Here's a poor old withered-up mother standing there, her little old bones almost sticking through her skin. With her hands out, somebody help me get in the water. And here comes the Son of God right by her. Maybe there stood the poor old daddy all drawn up with the arthritis, somebody help me get in. And the Son of God passing right by him. There stood the blind man totally blind, maybe a little blind baby. And the Son of God passed right by her. until he came to a man laying on a pallet. For Jesus knew that He was there. And He said, will Thou be made whole? He said, Sir, I have no one to put me in the water when the water is troubled. Now He could walk. He wasn't crippled. He probably had a prostate trouble or TB or something. It was retarded. He had it for 38 years. Wasn't going to kill him. So He said, I have no one to put me in the water. When I'm coming, someone else steps down ahead of me. He said, Take up thy bed and go into the house. Then walks away, compassionate, full of love, and walks away and left thousands of blind, lame, halting, withered, laying there. What if that happened in making? You know, it's the same thing would be said, let me see him do that. Why did he do that? But here's the secret now, and to my ministering, brethren, read it on, five. Fifth chapter of St. John. Get down to the 19th verse when they caught him and questioned me. I listened to his words, everyone, now for the saving of time. We, our time's run out. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in Himself. But what He sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. Is that Scripture? St. John 5 19, Jesus Christ speaking. Let me quote it again. Verily, verily, that's absolutely, absolutely. I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in Himself, but what He sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. The Father worketh, and I worketh hitherto. In other words, Jesus said this plain thing, I do not do one thing until first the Father shows me a vision of what to do. Then I go do what He tells me to do. The Father had showed him that, that man is laying there. He made him whole. That's all he could do. The Father didn't show him nothing else. And any true servant of God any time in the Scripture was the same thing. Search it. See if that isn't right. Look at Elijah when he laid all these tin and wood and things around and killed a sacrifice and so forth. He steps out and said, Lord, I've did all this. It's your, it's your word. I've made this just according to what you showed me. Now many times we get all enthused, rattled up, when we shouldn't do it. Stand still. Look to God. Believe with all your heart. He's the only one that can do it. You see it? Where ones are being healed here on the platform, these hundreds get healed in the audience. Now, Jesus, when just one more statement, if you please, just a moment. When Lazarus died, wasn't it strange that when Lazarus got sick, before he got sick, that Jesus turned and went away from the home? His body. I can imagine hearing the critics say, oh, and there you are. There it is. See, let something happen right here so we can see it done. Look what happened. Away he went, going away from home. And then after Lazarus got so sick, perhaps the doctors give him up, they sent Martha and Mary, sent for Jesus to come back and pray for Lazarus. Did he do it? He just ignored it and went on. Strange, isn't it? He went to another city. They sent some more messengers. telling him to come pray for Lazarus, at the point of death. Jesus just ignored it and went on. If your pastor would do that, oh my. See? But notice, after so much time, here it is now, listen, after so much time Jesus turned, knowing that the time the Father had showed him that would be fulfilled, he turned to the disciples and he said, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. He said, Well, if he sleepeth, he doeth well. He said, He's dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. Because they have been saying, Heal him, Lord. Do something for him. See? I'm glad I wasn't there. But I go waking. Amen. The Father had showed him what was going to take place. Look at him at the grave when he prayed at Lazarus' grave. and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me already. But for these that stand by, I say it, just acting out in drama what God had showed to him by vision, for he said, I do nothing except the Father shows me first." That was the faith that was delivered to the saints. Did the saints keep it? Certainly. Peter up on the housetop, a Jew, self-styled, had nothing to do with the Gentiles, wouldn't eat their meats and so forth. But the Lord appeared to him in a vision, told him to rise and go forward, doubt nothing. Is that right? Paul of Tarsus with letters in his pockets, going down, bearing out threatenings against the church, all around, hailed him into the prison houses. On his road down to the masters, he struck off his horse by light. And stand in front of him a pillar of fire hung out in front of him, and it shined like the sun in its might. And Paul fell from his horse. They led him down into the street, and he laid there praying and fasting. Way down in the city was a man contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, by the name of Ananias. One day while he was praying, a vision come before him and said, Go up there in the street called Straight. Ask for a certain place, and go in and lay your hands upon Saul, that he might receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, Lord, I hear what great things that man's done. I'm afraid of him. He said, Behold, he prayed. I can see Ananias rise with that vision, start down to the main street, go by the fountain, looking for that house where he'd seen in the vision when he come to it, he went in. Said, Brother Saul, even the Lord had appeared to you in the road, knocked you off your horse, sent me that I might lay my hands on you and you receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. The faith that was delivered to the saints. Amen. Paul, later on, after being warned in the Spirit not to loose from Crete, but the shipmaster wouldn't listen to him, on out into the sea they went. The little old boat become waterlogged, pitching around out there, fourteen days and nights, no moon, stars, all hopes that they'd ever be safe? Two hundred and eighty people out there was, all hopes was gone. Paul! Went down in the boat, had come for her, prayed. The old ship was pitching as hard as it could. Paul come running out with the chains on his arms. This little Jew began to swing his hands and said, Brother, be of a good courage. Boat still pitching. Said last night, there stood for me the angel of God whose servant I am, saying, Paul, fear not. For you must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God give everyone to sail with you to you. But the ship's going to be wrecked up on a certain shore as they were for. Brethren, I believe God. It'll be just exactly the way he showed it to me. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. God have mercy on us tonight, friends, that we'll get down and contend for that same faith. For Jesus said, a little while and the world won't see me no more. Yet ye shall see me. For I, which is a personal pronoun, I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he was here on earth, he didn't claim to be a big person. He was small, made himself little, yet he owned all heavens and earth. The earth and heavens was created by him. And when he was here on earth, he had one garment. Yet he made every stalk of cotton would ever grow, or every sheep that ever lived, or Everything that ever was. He is created by Christ Jesus. And when He was here on earth, look what He did. He went around and did just as the Father showed Him. When He got ready to go away, He said, These things that I do, given His church orders, the things that I do, shall you do also. Even more than this, the words there is greater, but get the right translation means more, He couldn't do anything greater is more in, or greater in quantity, but not in quality. He did everything was in quality. raised the dead, stopped nature and everything else. But more than this shall you do, for I go unto my Father, and a little while in the world won't see me no more. Yet ye shall see me. My brethren tonight and sisters, listen to this a minute. Since that day till this day there has been some ye. A little while, and the world, world order, the world won't see me no more. They don't believe it. The world will see me no more, yet ye shall see me, for I'll be with you. He said he would be innocent until the end of the world. Until Jesus comes visibly in the second coming, the Holy Spirit will be working in his church doing the same thing that he did when he was here on earth. I believe it with all my heart. I believe Jesus rose from the dead. I believe He ascended to God the Father, setting in glory tonight at the right hand of the majesty of God, making intercessions upon our profession. I believe the Holy Ghost is here on earth, carrying out the same work that Jesus did by His anointed vessels tonight in the earth. And the time is at hand, and everything's pressing forward towards the end time while we've got a little sun left to look into Amen. I believe that with all my heart. Now, you is here to be prayed for tonight. As you come each day, we try to do this. We try to make this to everybody the same. Every day when we first started. We went out, and I tried to to make an orderly prayer line without having prayer cards. You can't do it. Brother Roberts and all the rest of them finds it the same way. You can't do it. So we used to, we'd send all the prayer cards to a minister, and then first group got their group in, well, that settled it. Man, there was discord amongst the brethren. Then I had a preacher out giving out prayer cards, and he couldn't do that because he was a preacher. He had too many friends. So then we find out, we go down and give out all the prayer cards the first day, well, if anybody come in otherwise than that, he couldn't get prayed for because these were the prayer cards, has to be prayed for. So the way we found to do it, the most legitimate and honest way that we can, is to come down every day and give out prayer cards every day. And at that time at night, we don't, maybe can't pray for over two or three hundred. That isn't in my ministry. I, I just pray for as many as I can. And then after I get real tired and everything becomes blurred to me. They take me off the platform, and the next day they go back and give out more new prayer cards and start the prayer line again. Now, I want to ask you something now while you just be reverent for the next, ten, fifteen, twenty 15-20 minutes. If Jesus has risen from the dead—I'll put it like that which we know he has—if he has risen from the dead and is living tonight, then he should be the same in principle he should be the same in power, he should be the same every way that he was then, except physical form. Is that right? If he's here in the form of the Holy Spirit. And if he is here, and I want to ask the people around in these seats around the stadium, if Jesus Christ, as I have tried to explain to you tonight how he was in the Bible days, and I remember, wasn't a guy who challenged everybody to bring me this one or that one. He'd walk along and ignore them. But when the Father showed him anything, he did it. And standing in the crowd, sometimes he'd look over through his crowd, and he would perceive what? Their thoughts. That's kind of a strong word, wasn't it, brother? But did the Scripture say that? He perceived their thoughts. And said unto them, Why reason ye among you and so forth? Blind Bartimaeus one day, way back, if you'd ever go there and see that word, Road how far it was from the wall where he was supposed to have been sitting, he could have never heard him in that howling crowd. But he's, the, the faith of that blind beggar stopped Jesus on the road to Calvary and turned around and said, As thou hast believed, so be it unto you. The faith of the people, Look at the woman. When she touched his garment, Jesus never said, i healed heal you. He said, thy faith has saved thee. Now, if Jesus will return during this meeting and show himself in his people doing the same thing here that he did as I said he did in the Bible, then you'll know that we are absolutely living in Bible days again with the same faith that they had then. Is that right? We'll know that Jesus raised from the dead. How many of you will accept it? Let's see your hands. Everywhere around the stadium, that's fine. If Jesus will re- do the same thing tonight, right here, that he did things. That's quite a challenge, isn't it? That the Son of God... Here's the way I believe it, friends, and the way you've got to believe it. Don't just kind of baby around with this. It's either right or it's wrong. That's either the truth or it's not the truth. God's either God or He's not God. I believe that that way. If God made a promise, God's got to stand behind His promise. And if He won't do it, then His promise is not no good. Then His word's like mine. But God will stand behind it if you'll stand behind God. If you'll dare to step out there and take Him at His word, He'll do it. Now, put your faith in, in Him tonight in Calvary. And look to him and believe it. And now I believe if he will. I don't say he will. I don't know. He's God. If he will return tonight and show the very same signs, right here in this audience of people here, where we are sitting, if he'll show the very same signs that he did when he was here on earth, that'll be infallible proof that he has raised from the dead. Is that right? Infallible proof. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father... Tired from a long day's journey. I pray that you'll come now. Grant tonight, Lord, out here, the first time of being out in the open for a couple years. And a new place. I don't feel them among strangers, I feel them among your people. And they're here and they love you. And I have certainly give your word open up here to them, and a great challenge. And I pray, God of Heaven, that you'll help me now, that you'll come and anoint this group of people with your Holy Spirit. Will anoint your servant, and may the Lord Jesus Himself come and show to this waiting audience that He is here on Earth. He's not dead. He's here with us, and will be until His visible body chose in the second coming. Father, God, grant these blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That lady's a perfect stranger to me. I never see her in my eyes. I don't know nothing about her. We're strangers, aren't we, ladies? Perfect strangers. We've never seen each other and don't know each other. But Jesus knows her. We's probably raised miles apart. First time we ever met in life. Now, he knows about me. He knows about her. And the only way in the world that I know what to tell the lady to do would have to come from some supernatural resource. Is that right? You believe that, don't you, lady? Now, I want you to be a reverend. And you know, uh, I'm waiting for his presence. That's exactly right. Uh, that's, I'm just a man, see. But when he's here, I know it. You know it, too. So I'm um, just waiting for him to appear while they started the song, My Only Belief. Now the Lord bless you, and keep your seats, be reverent, don't move around. And the boys will dismiss the meeting just as soon as they feel. Of course, I, after we get started, I, I don't—they have, have to tell it to me. I pick it up on tape recording, I know what he said, and mark it down. That everything that he says is absolutely the truth, and it'll be just exactly the way he says it. But remember now, whether it's me, you'll hear, it's thus saith the Lord. When you hear that, then it's him speaking. Now, if this woman standing here a stranger to me, and I don't know her, and she don't know me, God knows her, well, then the only way I'd have of knowing anything what she was here for would have to come from some supernatural resource, is that right, lady? Well, it depends on what you think it was will determine whether you get what you asked for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, let's just pray a moment, will you, friends? Heavenly Father, we pray now. This is the moment. This is the time. This is the beginning. Now, as the word has been preached, this is the beginning of the making meaning. Lord, I don't know a person here outside of this own little group of sitting here with me, brother Tom and brother Beeler, the boys. I pray, God, that you'll help me now. If I did anything contrary to your will, forgive me. Forgive this audience as they come out here as my listeners tonight. I pray that your blood will cleanse every one of them from all unrighteousness. Take all doubt and skeptics away. May the devil leave the all from the ground. We dedicate this ground to you for the services now and coming. And now may the Holy Spirit, promised by the Lord Jesus, has said, The things that I do shall you also? Even more, for I go to my Father. We pray that he'll come down and anoint you, his unworthy servant, that my lips might be used of him, and the ears of the hearers be circumcised to the hearing of the word of the Lord. For we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Now, the technician or the engineer on the mic might have to speak it up, because I don't know how loud it will be speaking. Can you hear in the balconies all right around? Can you? Good. I'll be reverent. Now, for the glory of God and for the upbuilding of his kingdom, I take every spirit here under my control, in the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to talk to you just a moment. now. I've got to carry a conversation with you, in order, just like our Lord, see. Sure. He found a woman come up to him at the well. Perhaps the Father told him to go up there. I believe the Father told me to come down to Naken. Well, here, if it wouldn't, I wouldn't have come. So uh, I feel I'm here tonight by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we are strangers, as I've said to each other. I don't know you, and you don't know me, but you're conscious something's going on. If anybody close to the audience can watch the woman's face now. She she realizes she's in the presence of something besides man. If that's right, lady, raise your hand. Did you ever see the picture of it they taken here in Texas, that angel? They got the picture of it here. It's in Washington, D.C. Yes, or, in the club. Yes. Now that is exactly what's standing between me and you now. I don't know where you see it or not, mm-hmm. but the lady begins to move away from me. And it's moving the the lady is upset about something she's nervous. It's not exactly about herself. Yes, that's right. It's about a child. Amen. And that uh, child has a blood condition, Amen. something wrong with the blood. It's called R.H. Uh, disease. That's right.
1: Absolutely.
0: And the child, uh, I see it trying to talk to you. It's got some kind of in, in, a speech that's not exactly right.
1: Correct. Absolutely. And it's,
0: uh, it's bed fast. It's in a Absolutely. bed.
1: Absolutely. And it's
0: about 11 years 11 old. 11 years old, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Our Heavenly Father be merciful now I pray God is thy spirit near bless that what we are asking of thee and may it be found even so for we ask it in Jesus name Amen Now my sister that was true wasn't it every word now the tears that you wiped from your eyes with that handkerchief you take late on the child. At the end of the week, you let me know what happened to the child. <laughs> you yeah, believe Now his presence, his majesty, the King of glory, is here. Now just be real reverent, and you'll see the kingdom of God and the power of God, if you'll just believe. Now, I suppose you and I are strangers, too, are we, ladies? We are strangers to each other, but not strangers to the Lord Jesus. Yeah. For your believer. Now if there be anything about you that would uh, anything wrong it'd have to come from some supernatural resource. You're just a little nervous just at the time.
1: Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. you are. but don't be nervous. it's not now Of course I see you're wearing glasses which would make me know there's something wrong with your eyes. But now, you just be reverent. Just let him do the talking when it comes down to anointing. Something happened out there. Now, let's look this way just a moment. Yes, ma'am. I see you coming from somewhere. It's a, it's out of a, it's a doctor's office. You, you've come from, you've been under a doctor's care. And uh, oh, I see a black shadow following you, which is a cancer. You have cancer. And that cancer is located in the stomach. And the doctors have given you up and saying that you can't get well. That is true, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if he's sharing this anointed spirit here now, that you know what that's the truth.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Then he said, These signs will follow them that believe if they lay hands on the sick, they'll get well. Is that true? Come here. Just a Shall we bow our heads a moment? Our Heavenly Father, death circling this woman, following her along. Your servants, the doctors, has done all they know how to do, but this hideous demon has hid from them. He's too much for them, but he's not too much for you, Father. Thou dost know all things and have all power. And to save the life of this, my sister, I rebuke this demon called cancer in the name of Jesus Christ, according to the Holy Scriptures, and may it go out of her and never bother her no more. For God's glory, we ask it. amen. Now, notice, this is Friday. Monday, you'll get real, real sick. See? Sometime between now and Monday, real, real sick. you think you're just almost going to die. That'll last for a little while. It's a growth dead, see. Yes. Then come back at the end of the week and tell me how you're feeling. How... Yes. Go ahead and eat just like you want to. Let's say, thanks be to God. you friends, you might not realize. You believe God would heal you of that rupture sitting there, sir? You believe it would make you well? You have a rupture, you won't get well of it? Or stand up on your feet and accept your healing name. God bless you. Have faith, just believe. See, see you don't need your prayer cards, you need faith. Now, the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, that raised the dead, is right here now. That's his spirit. Have faith. Now, I suppose, lady, you and I are strangers to each other. I see you've been, oh, it's a blind man. All right. I want everyone to bow your heads everywhere, please. The lady blind. I am not able, of course, to do anything for her but pray. And she wants you to pray, too. What if you were blind? Now, just kind of keep your head down this way if you can. Now, what demonology is, lady, it's a grip. Just like you said, when the deaf spirit went out of a man. In other words, there's something in its his ears. When it let loose, the man could hear her. Jesus prayed for a man that was blind. He could see after he was prayed for. Now, I'm just your brother, and I want you to believe with all your heart. And now that the God that makes this wind to blow across you is sure to make you well. Now, every eye stay closed, cause. These are spiritual things. Now, our Heavenly Father, walking up to this poor sister standing here, walking around in the world of darkness, who could help but Thee, Lord? Nerves and her eyes dead. Harding away. But just you can heal her. Now, I pray, Father, that you'll grant it tonight. If we found grace in your sight, let it be so tonight, Lord. At the end of this meeting, may this woman be walking around, praising you, showing the people what great things God has done. By our healing, may it cause an old-fashioned revival to break out in her community. Grant it, Lord. Thou hast said, Thou can if ye believe. Now, with my unworthy hand, representing yours, laid upon her eye, I ask that the blindness go away. For in faith believing, the Lord Jesus, who is standing present, forgive us of our unbelief. And may the blind spirit that's bound this woman leave her. I ask that to go in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, would everyone keep your heads bowed just for a few moments. Now, you just keep your lid down. Now, keep your head this way. Now, Now, God, let it be. I want you to open your eyes and look towards me like this. See me? Can you see me? Yes. Yeah. Put your hand on my nose. Let me see you. Down. All right, that's right. You me raise your hand. I want you to watch your Lady, can you see out in there? If you can, raise up your hand. If you can see those lights around out in there, if you can, raise up your hand. I want you to turn around this way. Can you see my hand? Yes. Yeah, Could you tell me how many fingers I have up? That's exact. Uh, watch, put your finger on my nose. You have your sight. Let us say praise be to God. Now, look, lady. Here's what happens. See, the blind spirit leaves you now. See, and your the nerves that was dead in your eyes are just beginning to vibrate, cool feeling. Now you'll feel. you tomorrow you'll see still better. Next day you'll. But about seventy two hours. Then you'll go real dark, blind again. Then when it does, it comes out, you'll be gone, man. Don't doubt now. Go on your road rejoicing and be thankful and happy. Let's see if you can't walk out this way just by yourself. Go right ahead. Let's say praise be to God. Let's give God praise just like this. Everybody, just give God praise. Amen. All right. Let's bow our heads now. Heavenly Father, we do thank Thee for all Thy goodness and mercy. And we pray, God, that You'll just do the exceedingly abundantly and show to Thy people that Thou art God. For we ask that in Jesus' name, Amen. All right. Oh, my, it makes you love Him, doesn't it? Just watch what... the lady's going right back to her seat. Let's say praise be to God. Amen. That's fine.
1: Praise the Lord. Now, lady, you was he was blind.
0: This is a man sitting next to you there. He has high blood pressure, and he wants to be healed. Don't you, sir? Stand up. If that's if I told you true, stand up. Now go home. You're well. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You oh, believe? Amen. Now the man sitting next to you there, he has something wrong with his eyes, and uh, he wants to be healed too. And he has something wrong with his ears also, and he wants to be healed. Now you lay your hand over on him, and he'll get healed. That's it. Heavenly Father, <laughs> I rebuke that spirit in the name of oh. the Lord Jesus. Make it be so. Oh, Jesus, Amen. God. Now the man next to you, put up his hand. Would you like to be healed, sir? Was that hernia ruptured? Do you believe that God will make you well? You do? Double of them. he you make them both well. Do you believe that God will do it? If you do, stand up on your feet and say, I accept it. Just stand up on your feet and say, you accept it. That's right. Say, thank you, God. All right, you can go home now and be made well. Amen. Oh, Praise be to the living God. Oh, Have faith.
1: Oh, God.
0: Jesus said, thou canst, if thou believest. Amen. That's the way to believe. Just start moving along now. Something struck you, didn't it, brother? See, you don't need your prayer cards. The only thing you need is some faith, and God will do the work. Amen. That is true. Just believe Him. He's God, and He cannot fail. I see a dark spirit swirl at meeting just then. I didn't see where... Well, yes, it is. This lady sitting right here. It's Epilepsy. Lady, you believe that Jesus Christ will make you well with that epilepsy? Stand up on your feet. Our Heavenly Father, we rebuke that demon. Oh. Satan, you're exposed. Come out of there. In the name of Jesus Christ, we assure you. Hallelujah. Have faith. That's, that's good first-night faith, isn't it? Say amen. amen. That's really. Believe it with all your heart, you can be oh. made well no matter what's wrong with you. Oh. Just the only thing I ask you to do is have faith in God. Believe it He is, and He'll grant it to you. Amen. All right. Do you believe, sir, with all your heart? If you believe, well, God's able to do the exceedingly and the abundantly and above all that we could do or think. Of course, that's up to the individual, isn't it? Whatever you think and whatever you believe about it, well, then... God's able to do it. Isn't that right? We're strangers to one another. We don't know each other, but God knows us both. Isn't that right? Amen. Oh, I hope you don't class me a fanatic, but I'm so glad to see this kind of faith to start with. What will it be in 10 nights? it will be wonderful. I didn't think you believed that much. I really didn't. But now you're getting into the kingdom of God. He can do some great things for you. Amen. Now, you just look to me as his prophet or servant and believe with all your heart, Jesus Christ will help you, I believe. And if he does, then you'll be grateful and thankful. Is that right? right? You're not from this country. You've come here from somewhere else. You're suffering with something that's in the kidney. and it's tumors in the kidney. And you come from the north going south. You come from the Carolina. You're from a city named Greenwood or something like that, Greenwood, South Carolina. That's true. And you're a preacher. And your name is Reverend William Rogers, is that right? Go home, brother, and may the Lord Jesus make you well for the glory of God. Amen. Have faith in God, believing. All things are possible to them that believe. If thou canst believe, you say strange? Oh no. Jesus Christ is the same. Yes. Isn't he? Amen. The Bible said, If thou canst believe, all things are possible.
1: I see standing
0: in the vision here above me, I see trees like palm trees hanging over this man sitting here. Yes, he's sitting there beside of a lady and he's got arthritis. She has a gallbladder trouble. It's husband and wife. Yes. And you all come from a place called Florida. And the name of the city is something like Perry. TRR. Isn't that right? Stand up on your feet if that's right. You're you're going to go back home and be well. Jesus Christ, your faith healed you and makes you well. Amen. Now your arthritis is all gone and you're well. You believe? All things are possible to them that believe. If thou canst believe, right now the whole group of you could be healed if you just believe it. I'm just gonna get blurry out, and if you can just have faith, it don't make any difference what's wrong with you. Just keep looking, keep believing. see a man sitting here looking at me. I believe it's, it's, it's only right here at the line. He's looking towards me. He's been in surgery, had an operation. It's cut part of the stomach away. About two-thirds of the stomach has been taken away and the gallbladder. And you've had two heart attacks. That's right. And you're a preacher. All right, go home. You don't have to come in here. You're healed. Jesus Christ makes you well. Amen. You believe with all your heart. Have faith. Don't doubt. Just believe with all your heart. What about out there in the audience? Way back. You believe him, way back? You shall see the kingdom of God. You believe He raised from the dead? He lives forevermore? Have faith in God. Oh, my. Every one of you can be healed. A whole group right now. You believe, ladies? Are Are you, is that the patient? Is this, is this the patient? All right, look this way just a moment. Now, we're strangers to one another. God knows us both, doesn't he? Now, to the audience. See, the only thing you have to do, friend, it's not me. It's you're the one. Your faith is what's doing it. It's your faith of doing it. See, it isn't me. I have, it's God's gift, but you're pulling from it, you see. And it's just making me so weak I can hardly stand here. My legs are buckling under me. Oh, I just wonder what this need will turn out to be. Wonderful. Now, have faith, believe now, here stands the lady here. I've never seen her in my life. I don't know nothing about her. God knows all about her. I don't. But God does. If God will let that lady, something be said about her or whatever she's here for, I don't know what she's here for. God knows what she's here for. I don't. God knows that. But He does. And if God will reveal to her through His unprofitable servant, just as a vessel... Just like he did through Jesus, his son, to that woman at the well where her trouble was. Would you believe it? He's raised from the dead and he's just here the same. Now here's the same, a man, a woman. And that's the way it was there. A man, a woman. Jesus never seen her. She never seen him. They didn't know each other. But he talked to her a few minutes and told her just exactly what her trouble was. What was her trouble? And she said, I know when Messiah cometh, he'll do these things. He said, I'm he that speaks. Well, the Messiah is the one that's here now. He's the one who's doing the work. How many of you, if God will make this woman know something in the supernatural realm, will you now, every person in here, accept him, Christ, as your healer? Will you do it? Raise your hands if you will, anywhere, if you'll do it. You could just go on and on all night. Well, what of it? Let's all be healed, every one of you right now. So we can everyone be healed and glorify God. Is there a sinner here that would say, I'll accept Christ? If I can see that done, I'll believe it with all my heart and accept Christ as the Savior. Will you raise your hand anywhere? Anywhere around the... That's fine. God bless you. That's good. God bless you. Now, may He grant it. Now, just a moment. Now, lady, I want you to look to me just as a, a servant, And I... I don't know. You've never seen me. But if God will let me know what you're here to see me about, you are here for something, if it's you're there the deceiver, you it will be. tell you in a few minutes just exactly. And if you're here for help, I, I couldn't do it no more than just what he'd tell me to do. Isn't that right? It's all I could do because I don't know yet. You don't know me. But he knows us both. <clears throat> Then at that, God knows it's at stake right here tonight. When it's getting late after ten, perhaps way later than time to close the stadium. But there be a uh, groups of people be healed right now. So I believe He will do it. Don't you? No. Now God knows if the people out there understand that we do not know one another, just raise, raise your hand like that. So it, uh, they'll know that I don't know you and you don't know me. All right, we're strangers. Thus we just. You've heard of me or something like that. This is our first time meeting. No way in the world I know anything what you be here, I just don't know you. Just a lady here somewhere, words come into line, and that's all I know. Now just look at me just a moment. I don't mean that You're just like this. Peter and John said to the crippled man, he said, look on us, see. In other words, pay attention, you see. And they looked up. Peter's seen the face. He says, stand up. Christ is healed. You see. Now he's the same Lord Jesus. And what he could do right here for this woman, he can do all over the audience. Now, the first place, you're here for a, a condition, a spiritual condition. That's right. You're seeking spiritual help. Been having some trouble recently. Darkness following you, nervous, upset. It's just the time of life has rolled around to that. You're not from this city. You're from you're from this away. You're from Texas. And the city's called like Sweet Sweetwater, something like that, Texas. Isn't that right? You're going home a well woman. Jesus Christ has healed you. The devil has left you, and you're free. Amen. How many you believe with all your heart? How many want to be healed right now with all your heart? If you'll do this right now, you can be healed. Stand to your feet, every one of you. Lay your hands over on each other right now while you can. Believe, our Heavenly Father, I now come in the challenge challenging name of the Lord Jesus. I condemn every sickness and let the devil that's bothered these people come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Every one of you here now that believes the Lord Jesus, right now that He's healed you, raise your hand and praise Him. Just raise your hand and say, Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Say praise the Lord everywhere. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go home a well personnel while I commit the service to the brethren.